Welcome to Rising Moon Astrology. This is Mary Pat Lynch of Rising Moon Astrology welcoming you to my podcast. I release podcast episodes for each new and full moon, occasionally for other special astrological events, but generally the new and full moons, which are my focus. My website, risingmoonastrology.com, has information about the readings I offer as a consulting astrologer and some other information about my background and astrology in general. I'm also on Instagram as Rising Moon Astrology. And I have a newsletter if you'd like to receive this information in your email inbox. The music that you hear is composed and performed by flautist Suzanne Tang. The track is called September Angels, and her music is available through magnatunes.com. Welcome to the new moon in Gemini, whose perhaps most important or outstanding characteristic right now is it's not an eclipse. We are back now for a while until the late fall into um, what we might call normal new and full moons without the added chaos that eclipses bring. But of course, as the first new moon since the paired eclipses, we're still sorting things out and and waiting to see what unfolds because it's not all a done deal yet. And Gemini is good at being open to a plethora of possibilities and welcoming it all. Expect this new moon, which arrives in the morning, to feel lighter and brighter than what we're used to. And in the U.S. at least, it is a holiday weekend. And so perhaps we'll add a bit of lightheartedness in the face of the many pressing issues we face. We're not going to let go of those issues, but this new moon invites us to take a break.
Monday opens with a new moon in Gemini. Clean, clear, curious, bright as a new penny, sharp as a tack, clever as a barrel full of monkeys. This is the sign where we realize there are at least two sides to everything. We're in the realm of mutable air. The singular driving fire of Aries suddenly splits. Aries knows what Aries wants straight ahead. In Gemini, do we go this way or that way? What do you want for lunch? Who's your best friend? What's your favorite color? It depends on the day of the week, the month, or what side of the bed we got up from this morning. Gemini lives in a world of possibilities. This is not about being indecisive or slow. Gemini is quick and says, what if? This is the sleight of hand magician, the con artist, the jokester. This is where improv thrives and yes and is always the answer. After so many lunations overwhelmed with strong aspects from challenging planets, This new moon feels fresh because, apart from the sun-moon conjunction, there are no significant aspects. There's a creative quintile to Neptune and a semi-square to Eris and sextiles separating from Mars and Jupiter, but that's it. The twinned sun and moon are pretty much on their own. So this new moon will feel bright and fresh in a way we haven't experienced in a while. We're in the first decan of Gemini 2, which is where we wake up to the realization that there are other perspectives. Austin Kopic, in his book 36 Faces, names this decan the Apple of Eden, signifying the explosion of knowledge and duality of perspective that came from eating it. The story of Eden includes duplicity as well, plus the realization that things are not always what they seem. The tarot card associated with this decan is the Eight of Swords, the image of a young woman, blindfolded, loosely bound, standing within a circle of swords. This feels wrong somehow, since Gemini sees all the possibilities— But seeing is not the same as having. In modern capitalism, we face choice overload. There are too many of everything at varying prices and levels of availability, not to mention size, color, and style. We're paralyzed or feel bored with it all. Too much choice might seem like a non-issue when it comes to restaurant menus or channels to watch or which jeans to buy, it's more problematic in choosing health care, or who to vote for, or what to believe about key issues of the day. We face today a series of daunting problems. Now perhaps the woman in the circle of swords is more understandable. As we emerge from the last new moon, full moon eclipses, We're looking for new answers to old issues. Those lunations across the Taurus-Scorpio axis felt heavy indeed. 
the reverberations are not yet over. So one way to engage with this new moon is to go light, not to ignore tragedy, injustice, and war, but to realize we need relaxation. We need times of feeling lighthearted. We need a bit of joy in just being alive. That's a fine way to celebrate this new moon, even if the party won't last. Mercury, ruler of Gemini and this new moon, is in weightier territory. Retrograde in late Taurus, they are still below the horizon, not visible in the night sky. Mercury, leaving a trine with Pluto, moves toward the north node. They are also conjunct the dreaded star Algol, which is itself a binary star. There is great power here that does not feel light at all. This Mercury must feel their way, using the whole body to perceive, absorb, and process. Part of the duality of this new moon is the contrast between the youthful prankster energy of Gemini and the ancient transformative energy of Pluto, Algol, and the North Node. The trick, and Gemini is all about tricks, is to find balance. Before reaching the North Node, Mercury will simultaneously sextile Neptune and square Saturn. Saturn is all about what is structural, pragmatic, and responsible. Neptune leans into what is creative, fluid, and spiritual. How do we balance these qualities? Or the need to address vital world issues versus the desire to live well and enjoyably, or whatever presses for attention in each of our lives. The downside of Gemini, and especially of this new moon, is distractibility. It's so easy to scroll through whatever media feed you prefer, or all of them in turn. It's easy to get lost in mindless activities and put off anything troubling. We sometimes fool ourselves. We avoid tough decisions, saying we don't have information, we haven't thought it through, we don't know the best course of action, and anyway, it's not our job. The Eight of Swords reminds us not choosing is a choice. Life goes on. Events happen. Consequences ensue. Suddenly we're in a situation we really don't like and still may say, hey, I didn't choose it. But we did by not choosing earlier. The Gemini sun and moon separate from squares to Mars and Jupiter in Aries. Mars, especially in Aries, has no problem making decisions, but Mars' decisions are based on personal drives and desires. Mars can serve the needs of others, can be heroic, self-sacrificing, but the choice comes from within. Jupiter has a wider perspective, but tends to believe they already know what the best choices are, or at least they know where to look. Jupiter loves acquiring more knowledge, better insights, and deeper understandings. They might put off the decision too long while they research. 
somewhere in all of this, we must find our way to the balance that works best for us. Action and relaxation, intense focus and open-ended play, having fun and slogging through the swamp of tough issues. This is where connecting the Gemini new moon to our birth charts gets interesting. Where does this new moon fall? Which house? Close to which of your planets? How important is Mercury in your chart? The house where the new moon falls points to areas of life in which new ideas, and maybe too many new ideas, might emerge. If this is a third house new moon for you, you might have more thoughts than you can put into words. In the seventh house, this new moon might open doors to new friendships or new ideas on how to enjoy relationships you already have. In the eleventh house, your media feeds might be buzzing with messages that spark new ideas. Is your chart Saturnian? Then this new moon invites you to lighten up, freshen your perspectives, and try on other points of view. Is your chart mercurial? If so, this new moon might feel too buzzy, too distracting. Where and how you get sidetracked can point you to where adjustments made in the coming waxing cycle can help you stick to your plans. Wherever this new moon falls for you, there will be choices. The worst one is to do nothing. So dive in, open up to possibilities, and choose something. This is Mary Pat Lynch of Rising Moon Astrology wishing you a bright, light-hearted new moon filled with possibilities for all kinds of action, including addressing the issues that weigh on us so heavily. Sometimes it's a new perspective, unlooked for, that can provide the key to solving a serious problem. And I hope that happens for you. As always, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.